and welcome to Hangin' with Miss Heather. I'm your host, Heather Gonzalez. I'm a wife, a mom of four amazing boys, and the director of the award-winning Great Beginnings Preschool. I am a lover of all things music and early childhood education related. Today, I am very excited to welcome our guest, Miss Kelly from Little Hands Pediatric Therapy. Kelly, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. So kind of a fun fact between the two of us that Kelly discovered before I did that uh, we're both from Ohio. Yep. So I grew up in Lakewood right outside of Cleveland and Kelly is from Lynnhurst, which is not far at all. When I told my mom that she was like, that's right up the road. Yep. So anyway, kind of a cool fun fact. Also, I have four sons and you have three sons. So we have that in common. That's always fun when boy moms can unite. Um, but I would like you to tell our audience a little bit about yourself and why speech and language pathology. Sure. So I'm Kelly Atangan, and I'm a pediatric speech language pathologist. Um, I grew up in Cleveland on the east side, um, as you said, and then I did my undergrad at Ohio University in Athens, Ohio. And then I moved out to the D.C. area um, to go to grad school at Gallaudet University in D.C., um, and from there, I just moved further and further out till I got to Loudoun, <laughs> the more kids we had. Um, but uh, I, I sort of was born into speech therapy. My mom is a speech therapist. She was. Oh, cool. um, she's retired now. Um, so I grew up in the summers in Cleveland, um, working alongside her in a um, summer speech and language program for uh, kids who were birth to three. Oh, that's cool. Um, awesome. So worked in that program and um, went to undergrad and kind of couldn't decide what I wanted to major in and ended up in um, the speech therapy track and then thought maybe I'd switch um, going into grad school and then nope, stayed right in speech. Hey. Well, you know <laughs> and what just you followed do. in her footsteps. <laughs> I think I just, I always grew up in and around it. So it was just so familiar to me sure. and I loved working with the kids that she worked with as well. So that's awesome. Oh, I love that connection. Yep. So for us who don't know as much about what you do as you do, could you explain the difference? So you have quite a staff at Little Hands. I was impressed when I was looking at I your do. website. Um, so there's speech and language pathologists, and then there's OT as well, correct? Yes. So, so we have occupational therapist and physical therapist and one teacher as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So speech and language pathology, obviously, speech and language, and then Occupational therapy is more the physical, um, fine motor things. that So physical, yet fine motor, um, but also um, the, you know, teaming of your eyes together and mm. um, your uh, being able to cross midline and, you know, work together for handwriting and fine motor tasks. And then also for sensory processing as well. Those are some of the big things that occupational therapists work on. But the child's um, main job is to play. Yep. So um, being able to play and work through the, their daily routines are things that occupational therapists work on. And then physical therapist, if you're thinking more of your gross motor skills, um, running, jumping, climbing, um, being able to ride a bike, um, and being able to support adaptive equipment, um, things like orthotics or standards and, you know, things like that. So, cool. Yeah. So we've got a big team and we, um, we also are early intervention providers for um, the birth to three program in Loudoun County, the infant toddler connection. That's that is fantastic. Uh, other cool connection with us is that one of our formal, former GBP moms works with you all, Miss Erin. So uh, yes. we loved having her boys here. That's yes. so fun. Uh, one of my teachers actually noticed that before I was able to point it out myself. Yeah. So yes, that is very cool. So we concentrate here on, um, well, 
basically two through five, but zero through five is is our main focus here at Great Beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, when would you suggest or what would you suggest um, if you're seeing, you know, uh, I'm seeing this, would I seek an evaluation or, or what are the things that you guys see most frequently when people are coming in for an evaluation? Sure. Well, there's a lot of different things. Um, and, and first and foremost, I would say trust your mom or your dad gut. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of wait and see still being touted um, by, you know, well-meaning pediatricians who I think are trying not to get parents nervous, um, especially in this post-COVID world sure. um, where there's sort of a new variation of normal. Mm-hmm. But um, but I would say trust your gut. You know, you know if something is off and, in, you know, follow that and, and seek an evaluation. Um, almost every insurance out there does not require um, a referral. You can come direct. Awesome. Um, you can have, if your child is uh, zero to two and a half, you can have a free evaluation with infant toddler connection. Wow. Um, and if they are um, two and a half and up, or sorry, two and up, they can go through child fine. They can go uh, privately. Um, they can go to the outpatient clinic at the hospital. There's a lot of different places where kids can seek services, even just outside of us at Little Hands. Um, but I would say, you know, when in doubt, you know, evaluate. Right. That I I am with you 100%. I have yep. four sons, like I mentioned. And um, when my oldest was actually here at Gre- when he was four at Great Beginnings, um, the teachers, they couldn't put their finger on it. They're like, there's just something he's misbehaving, but we don't know what to do. And I just, I couldn't figure out what to do myself. And our pediatrician was great. She just stepped right in and helped me, you know, get them evaluated. That's and great. yes, oh, so thankful for her, Dr. Davis, if you're listening. Thank you. Aww. She knows. She knows how much I love her. Um, let's see. So we've been talking about um, this early stage, the zero to five. And um, are you seeing different like trends, like you mentioned, like our kind of post-COVID world? Yes. So what kind of trends are you seeing, if that's even the right way to put it, mm-hmm. um, in, in the children that you're serving currently? Sure. Um, I mean, we see a lot more anxiety in children in general. And um, anxious kids are having a lot more trouble learning and participating in class. They're Mm -hmm. having trouble sitting still and attending. And so, um, you know, it's like peeling back the layers of the onion. You know, why, why is this child anxious? What can we do to support that and help them to be able to learn and develop more. So um, we're seeing a little bit of everything, you know, um, more selective mutism than we've seen mm-hmm. before. We're seeing um, a lot more sensory, you know, dysregulated children for OT, um, you know, everything across the board, I would say. Yes. Kids who didn't get diagnosed um, with sure. autism spectrum disorder. Yeah, during mm-hmm. the pandemic, because the the waiting list, you know, are still backlogged. Of course. And quite long. So, um, it's all in, in very long waiting lists, you yes. know, everywhere right now. So it is. Um, it's great, and with uh, across the board, mental health, all yes. of the all e- of the things everywhere, yes. everything in healthcare. <laughs> yes, yes, yep. that's interesting. We are um, here at Great Beginnings. We do. We see more of the um, anxiety, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and. Um, I am not a diagnostician, obviously, but it is it, it that anxiety and and like you said, peeling back the onion. So are they anxious because of something or is this caused by their anxiety? So that's right. always finding the root of that would be that would be an interesting thing to kind of work through with them, you know, mm-hmm. as as their family. So I noticed on your website, you said um, in home and school. So are, are you just meeting kids where they are? Or, you know, is, is there a preference? Or is it just kind of how it all works out after the evaluation? Right. So we do have a little bit of office space. We've got two offices above Ridgetop Coffee and Sterling. Oh, okay. 
But our um, primary service model is in-home, in-school, preschool, daycare, private school. Uh, So we cover all of Loudoun County and then just a little sliver of Fairfax County, more of the Reston, Herndon, Chantilly area. Okay. Um, But our our model is really the whole family and the whole team Mm -hmm. together. So we would prefer to come into the house where the child lives and, you know, where the family is and the siblings are because life doesn't happen in a vacuum. So (laughs) if we can service the child and work together with the family and have the family participating in the whole session, um, it's a lot different than the model of, you know, come into our clinic and we're going to whisk your child away for an hour yes. and we'll bring them back in an hour and right. you won't have any of the things that we used during, ser- you know, during exactly. therapy and, right. uh, you know, go on with the rest of your week. It's it's just not our model. Our model is really, you know, how do we work with your family and your routines and what you have available to I really make a difference. Yeah. That's huge. I, I remember again, when my boys were being evaluated and um, the lovely staff at, you know, at the elementary school, and they mm-hmm. would say, well, when we bring them into the office for testing, they're able to do this, that, and the other. But then when they're in the classroom with 26 friends, you know, it's a little bit different. Right. So um, as a mom, that would just, that's so valuable to hear that you're kind of seeing them in their element and, yes. and you know, and not just in one little vacuum. So I think that that's huge seeing the whole child. Yes. Well, you sure. don't have to work on generalizing the skills from a clinic to home right you know they're we're at home yes. like we can generalize right here yes they're, they're happening right here so right. yeah um, especially helpful with feeding therapy i would say too because if you have a, a picky eater or problem feeder mm-hmm. um whether it's you know really chewing and swallowing or if it's just um really restrictive eating right. you know being at home eating with what the family eats and sure picking around in their fridge and yep and cooking uh, you know with their their cutting boards and yep. their knives and sure uh, maybe have a little garden in their back like that can all be part of right. feeding therapy and it's one less you know several less steps to have to generalize of course yeah. oh i didn't even think about it that way wow so say that you know i reach out to you guys sure. i have a concern about my child what can i expect so um like like we already discussed you like to see them in their element so is everything happening outside of the office then is there a phone call you know with the, with a I don't want to say interview, but like a little interview before, or what can our um, listeners expect if they reach out to you guys? Sure. We are really careful about matching our therapist um, up with the clients that we see. So um, if you uh, call, it's our voicemail system and it it um, will call you back, obviously, of but course. <laughs> we'll also direct you to our website, um, which has a appointment request form on it. So you'd fill out the form where we collect a lot of information. And then uh, from there, Kim Lee, my office manager, um, she would get back to you and try to match up uh, your child's needs, your family's needs, your location. It's a lot of moving oh, parts. That's great. Um, yeah. But that makes a big difference. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so we go from there and... Um, match our families up um and you know sometimes we have a waiting list um after school services we definitely have more of a waiting list but for our private school and preschool kids if we can see them during the school day that definitely helps us you know get them seen sooner so um we match them up we start with an evaluation and um if therapy is indicated we move on from there if therapy takes place at home we're um also able to chat with the school team too um and maybe even do a few visits at school even if the primary location is yes, home and great. then vice versa too right um if we only see the child at school we do want you know we suggest every eight visits we have a home visit okay um and then the family is also getting the treatment notes every sure. time as well that's great because then you're 
constantly evaluating, right, in different scenarios. I like that a lot. Wow, that's extremely Yeah, and if the child has other providers too, like if they have an outside um, psychologist or they have, um, you know, a reading tutor or, you know, any other professional that they're working with or ABA team, uh, we team with them as well. That's great. Wow. So you have a whole staff that that you're overseeing. You have this whole thing. And then are you also seeing students as well? I do. I I keep a really small caseload, but I do feel like it's very important for me to be treating Mm -hmm. as well. I need to have my hands on our EMR systems that we're using. I need to be driving the same roads that my therapists drive um, and stay current in in the field as well. So uh, deaf and hard of hearing kids, being that I went to Gallaudet for my grad uh, program, Mm -hmm. uh, deaf and hard of hearing kids are, they're my favorite. Um, So that's my jam and that's all that I really see right now. So I keep a really small caseload of them. I 100% agree. Um, I started here at Great Beginnings. I taught in the twos room. Mm-hmm. Our director moved to Texas, and I moved up to the director role. And my first year, I was just in my office. I mean, I would go observe classes, but it's so different than having your own class. Sure. And then our um, director of children's education for the church took a job at another church, and I got to teach music and chapel and that was what I needed. I, it's, mm-hmm. That was therapy for me. I needed to be with the kids. Yes. And it's so helpful if teachers are having a hard time with a student or if we're trying to, fit, like you said, peeling the layers of the onion, like right. what's going to make this kid tick? Um, so helpful if I get some time with them as well in that teaching role, not just as an administrator. So I I agree with you 100%, but that's <laughs> that's a lot of things to juggle. So that's, that's amazing. Um, so I am huge uh, listening to podcasts. Obviously, we're doing a podcast, which I'm so excited we're doing a podcast. Um, who do you follow on social media? What podcast do you listen to? It doesn't have to be professional based, but yep. that would be great as well. And um, well, okay, answer that first, and then I'll ask <laughs> you the next one. <laughs> okay. Um, well, recently we had Carrie Ebert come out um, and speak to us. Uh, Carrie is from the Midwest. She's a speech therapist. She's um, an autism mom as wow. well, and she uh, has a great podcast. Um, that now, of course, I can't remember the name of it, but if you just type in Carrie Ebert with a C, C A R I Ebert, <laughs> it'll pull her up. She talks all about neurodiversity. Awesome. Um, her approach is very neuro- neurodiversity affirming, um, which is, you know, I don't want to say a big trend right now. That's not the right word, but. Right. Um, it's so hard to figure out the, the right. language to yeah, express that. I get you. <laughs> um, we're, we're shifting uh, from a model of autism being a deficit driven disability into um, embracing that we are all neurodiverse. Yes. I mean, we really are all neurodiverse. I and, love that. you know, 30 years from now, yep. we literally will yes. all be neurodiverse. For sure. Um, neurotypical is like a construct that doesn't really exist anymore. Right. And we're really embracing all of the things that make us special and different and um, moving to more of a strength-based approach. That's awesome. I, I do. I love that. My yeah. boys were just, we were sitting around the counter and I was making dinner and they were doing whatever boys do after school. And um, my son said he was trying to say neurotypical, but it like wasn't coming out of his mouth. And then uh, I said, well, do you even know what that means? And he was like, uh, and I was like, well, it's how your brain works. And I right. said, do you think everybody is neurotypical? And he's just looking at like glass, like glassed over. But I love that he had even heard that. Sure. And then could, you know, kind of voice that. So I'll have to tell him that we talked about that today. He'll be quite excited. Yes. <laughs> but we will link uh, Carrie Eber in the uh, show notes so that everybody can find her. That's that's awesome. Um, so that's a professional one. Do you have any um, podcasts that you just like listening to for fun? Or are you all 
all professional in your podcast listening. Oh, no, I listen to a lot of um, kind of like sports performance awesome. and, you know, kind of more workout based ones. I like, um, I like Better by Dr. Stephanie Estima a lot. Okay. Um, I like Everyday Wellness by Cynthia Thurlow, um, who's kind of localish to this area. She's in Richmond now. Awesome. Um, yeah, I like to work out a lot. So I like all my, That's great. my sports and fitness and um, food ones. That's awesome. <laughs> I recently took up Wall Pilates. So, Ooh. oh, I'm loving it. You uh, you need a wall. That is literally all you need. So you can do it anywhere. So oh, I started that over I the like summer. That. I like it a lot. Um, makes my children laugh because apparently I look silly when I do it, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite part of your job? You already said working with um, your, your small caseload, but what's your favorite part of your job? Oh, gosh. Oh, everything. Talking all the time. You know, mm-hmm. speech therapists, we like to talk. <laughs> Things like this. Um, you know, I really like that I get a mix of the business side. Mm-hmm. I get a mix of networking and meeting lots of people and getting to to talk and do fun things. I, I love working with my team and supporting them. Um, I, I like the flexibility that, you know, we have and that I have. Yep. Um, and that we can kind of make our own rules at Little Hands because um, we're not, you know, there's not a system that we're working within. It's not like when you're a speech therapist in the public schools and yes. your hands are sort of tied on lots yep. of things. I can make recommendations in private practice that I wouldn't be able to make in the schools. Like I couldn't say you need to go to an ENT maybe or something wow. like that. Um, so I, I like that I um, I have that flexibility. That's awesome. Um, Especially if you feel like you're best serving your students that way. That's Absolutely. that's lovely. Yeah. Wow. Okay. My favorite question to ask everybody is when I, so I will ask myself first, just so they don't like set you up. So um, when I grow up, I would like to be a librarian slash a professional ukulele player, but I'm still working on that. So when I grew up, I would like to be a librarian. So when you grow up, what would you like to oh, do? That's really funny because my husband plays the ukulele. No way! the banjo and the banjo lily which i didn't even know existed i'm gonna have to google that yeah that's amazing okay then okay you can tell him that i said this everybody's gonna know because we're recording a podcast um i asked for ukulele for christmas this was years ago so my husband got me a ukulele and like the beginner ukulele book i taught myself upside down so i had to i'm like looking at it and then I'm looking at the book, and then I'm looking at. So I had to flip it oh, and then no. start over. <laughs> so that's why it wasn't sounding right, like at all. So anyway, you could tell your husband that I'm going to be a very interesting ukulele player. But oh, when you so grow funny. up, what would you like to be? I love cooking and baking. So my retirement job, I always say, is either I'm going to pastry school or culinary school, um, and then I'll be cooking or baking somewhere. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I would come and taste all of your fares. I think that sounds lovely. Um, so while we're wrapping up, I just wanted to kind of give you a second to tell everybody how you can find, how not you, how they can find Little Hands. And um, we already touched that your, you know, zero to five is kind of your um, niche there. Um, so how they can find you guys and... Okay, tell them that, and then I'll go to the next thing. (laughs) Sure. Uh, You can find us at www.littlehandspediatrictherapy.com, and we're on Facebook and X and Instagram as well. Awesome. I have to remember X all the time. Every time I see it in my email, it throws me off. And then one thing that you could pass along to parents in this, I mean, we're both moms, like we both lived through this stage, that zero to five of life, and we're kind of in the next phase. So looking back for me, when my boys were babies, I just remember, even though you're not supposed to, everyone says, don't compare kids. I just remember seeing like, 
my student, my son is on the playground playing with this child who's doing all these things and my son isn't doing that. Or, you know, we're in kindergarten and my son's not doing this. So if you could look back to being a mom at that phase and then now looking forward, if you have any advice to give moms who are, and dads who are in that um, phase of life right now, if you have any advice. For sure. Them. Well, I mean, it's so hard not to compare your kids with other kids, you know, out and on I the playground. And I don't know that there's and, anything wrong with that, sure. too, because that's kind of when you see maybe if something needs to be sussed out, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, you know, I think, you know, every child has their challenges in different areas. And I think it, it's tough to sort of sort through those when they're really little. But um, as we get older, um, as our kids get older, we, we see it with them. You know, it's either a, a social challenge or maybe it's reading or spelling or, you know, there's some, I hate to say Somebody has everything, but everybody has something. Yes, yes. (laughs) But, you know, but everybody does. Everybody has something that is a challenge for them in their life. Nobody got through life without some challenges, right? Um, So, yes, there's going to be some things that your child struggles with or that don't come as easy to them and, um, you know, to try not to compare them. But also, yeah, like if they do actually have a delay or, you know, a disorder, we want to be on top of that. So um, using reliable milestones charts, we do have a lot of um, resources on our website. So if you wanted to get on and actually look to see, you know, is it is my child and I'm comparing my child's, you know, gross motor skills, for example, against the other kids on the playground? Are we on track? Are we not? Um, Let's use a chart instead of just, you know, the other little boys on the playground and make sure that they really are on track. That is such great advice. And I forget that we use things like that downstairs when we're planning our curriculum we use those milestones and I don't know if right off the top of my head I would have thought to recommend that so that is a really really great resource and that is on your website on the website that's fantastic oh my goodness well Another special treat is that we get to have Helping Hands come out and chat with our teachers in January. So we are super excited to have that uh, chance for professional development. When I told the staff that um, you guys had reached out and that there was this opportunity, they were very excited. So um, we love that that is the trend, right? That we have right now, we have an aide that comes in and helps some of our students. So that those services are not only available to our students, but also to us as we are not trained in special education and, and you know, have the specialties that you guys have. So we love having therapists come in. We love having aides come in. Um, it's just such a lovely relationship for all of us. And I just sent my teachers a um, song I found on Instagram about using scissors. And it was, the song was just really cute. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I quick screenshot and I sent it to my teachers. And one of my teachers said, oh, Miss Jeannie does that. And Miss Jeannie is one of our aides who comes from Loudoun County. So Aww. I was like, no. So I just thought that was really cool, but we That's love so that relationship. We love. We've. I just heard parents before say like, "Will it be disruptive if an aide comes in?" No, there could not be anything no. further from disruptive. It's we, we all learn from each other yes. too when we're working together in a classroom. We love supporting schools and yes. teachers, and yeah, and we're learning from you, and you're learning from us, and it's it's it so beneficial for the kids. Uh, I agree, 100. percent And we've had, like I said, aides from the county. We've had aides from private practices like yourself, and never a bad experience. It's So lovely. And just to kind of learn from each other and be helping our students and families at the same time. It's such a great relationship. So we love having you guys. I'm super excited for January. Yeah, we can't wait. Oh, 
I, I will have to do something follow up to like, <laughs> let you guys know what I learn. But uh, thank you for coming out to join us today. Thank you for um, having me. Moms, dads, big people out there, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to look up Little Hands Pediatric Therapy. They'll be linked in the show notes along with Carrie Ebert. And I'm also going to steal some of the names of the other podcasts that you told me about sure. from the when I listened to the recording and put those in the show notes. But uh, thank you again for coming to visit us. We really had a great time. This was a blast. Thanks. Thanks.